Welcome to the podcast for WGTS 91.9's Gateway Fellowship, a weekly service for anyone of any faith who is seeking hope. You can learn more and find more messages like this by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com or on iTunes. Now, here's today's message. So I was thinking about it, and here's, here's what I came to the conclusion of. I wanted to give you an end-of-the-year message a little bit early, right? Because you guys know... It's not the end of the year, obviously, but you can feel it, right? You can feel that it's coming. And I was thinking about that because, see, when the, whenever the new year comes, you know, there's all kinds of things. New Year's Eve revivals and uh, the whole month of January, you got this big old plan of what you're going to do different. You guys, some of you did that, right? Some of you guys had New Year's resolutions. We all did. We had these New Year's resolutions. This is what I'm going to do. And some of it was physical. I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to do this. Some of it was uh, uh, spiritual. I'm going to read the Bible every day. I'm going to read a chapter of the Bible every single day. And I'm going to, by the time I get to, to December, I'm going to go through the whole Bible back and forth. Some of it might have been something else, blah, blah, blah. You have all these things that you start off with, right? Good plans. I'm not knocking it. But so many times you get to, you know, mid-January and you're not going to the gym every day anymore, right? You're going to the gym every three days a week. Uh, And then, you know, a little bit later on you're going to the gym every one day a week. And then a little bit further you're going to the gym once a month. And then by the time you get to like mid-year, you don't even know what the gym is anymore, right? And then some of us, when we start working in the, in the Bible, we're reading Genesis, and this is good, and this is awesome, and then we start getting to some other crazy things, and if we can get to Leviticus, we're lucky, right? So, I mean, you start off with all these plans, but they're good plans, and you got to have goals, right? You have to have goals. But the, the, the truth is that so many times we miss those goals, and, um, and 2014 has been quite a year. So you, you start off with these big dreams and these big plans. And for some of you guys, maybe you hit them. And that's beautiful. And I hope that many of you did. But for some of us, maybe we didn't quite hit the mark. And I was thinking about that. And I was just thinking, you know, um, some of us, not only did we miss the mark of our goals and the dreams that we have for this year, but some of us got blindsided by things that we never expected would happen to us. For some, 2014 hits you hard, hits you in ways that you never, ever anticipated. And I was with some of you in the hospitals, hanging out with you guys, praying before surgeries, praying for test results to come back negative. We were there. We were in it together. And you didn't expect that at the beginning of the year, right? You didn't expect to be hit with that physically. You didn't, get, you didn't expect to be hit with this in terms of your relationships or in terms of your bills or in terms of your finances. You know, it, it's, sometimes the world just has a way of hitting us hard. And as I was thinking, I was thinking, man, you know, the scripture says that we have an enemy who's like a roaring lion and he's looking for ways to get us down. And I was praying because you know, we're getting ready for 2015 and everything at WGTS, and we're making this big old master calendar, which definitely goes against my nature in terms of being organized. I'm a pretty unorganized dude, but I'm trying to get there. So we're making this big old master plan. And now you guys know, we know what we're going to do in November and December of next year in so many ways. It's pretty cool, right? But I was thinking about it, and man, it's a little, a little scary and a little bit daunting, but wouldn't it be a bit unbelievable if that enemy that the scripture says is like a royal in line was looking at our lives and had a calendar year 
and said, this is what I'm going to do. And if you look back on this year, for some of us, it, it was kind of like that. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to affect their kids. I'm going to affect their relationships. And in March, I'm going to turn this thing around, and I'm going to hit them with this kind of financial problem. On and on. It was tough. For some of us, 2014 was hard. And you guys got hit unexpected this year by something. You don't know what it is, but it was something. Or it's something that you know exactly what it is, but you're just not going to share. And you've been walking around with a great smile on your face, and it's beautiful. And I'm proud of you for doing that. But you know inside, 2014 was quite a year. Well, the good news is this. One, you're still here. Amen. You're still strong. You might be full from Thanksgiving and tired and got a bad case of the itis, but you're still here. And we're in it together. We're all we're a family here. And the other part of the good news is this, is that it's not over yet. And that's why I wanted to give this little end of the year message just a little bit earlier. We were watching, I told you guys last week, when it comes to Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is like the big Christmas prep day for my family. We learn about what we're going to get everyone for Christmas and on and on. And we even start watching Christmas movies. And we started watching the, the, the Christmas Carol with Scrooge. And how many of you guys know that story? We watch it all the time. And so you guys remember there's, you know, Ebenezer, he hates Christmas. And then he's visited by three ghosts and he kind of is walking him through his life. And then at the very end, it looks like, oh, Ebenezer's going to die and he's going to miss out on all these good things that he could have done with his life. And no one likes him and blah, 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 and everything. And then at the very end, he wakes up. And he finds, what day is it? And the little kid, it's Christmas day, sir. And then, you know, and he's like, oh, well, it's not too late. It's not too late. I can still fix this. And I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but maybe there's someone that needs to know that it's not too late. And before this year is done, there might be something that you need to turn around and get right. It could be forgiveness. You might need to really forgive somebody. You might really need to accept some forgiveness. It could be something... With, with just surrendering your heart to God. It could be letting go of something. I don't know what it is, but it's not too late. And in praying about this, I was thinking part of the problem when it comes to us, when we have these moments of friction, whether it's with our relationships or our resolutions where we want to do this, um, but we come, keep hitting into obstacles, I think part of the problem is this. Oftentimes, oftentimes, we have our own goals and plans, but God has another And it's really difficult, it's really difficult to go this way when God is calling you this way. It's really hard to keep something alive that God is saying, I want that done and out of the way for your life. You know what I mean? But so many times we hold on to things all the time. And we hold on and, we, and we're trying to, to, to change things. But sometimes God will use the very things that we think we don't need to bless us. Or, or sometimes we might feel, I got to go this way, but God is saying, I need you to come this way. And there's a powerful passage in the book of 2 Corinthians, something that I'm sure many of you have heard before, but it's from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 and 8. And Paul is talking, and he's sharing with the church about some things that he's been going through. And it says that Paul has, they don't go into detail, but it says that Paul has this thing, they call it a thorn in his flesh or thorn in his side. He's got some kind of issue that is bothering him. And not just bothering him, it's breaking this man down. Paul says that he's prayed about it three times, that God would remove it, take it away from him, and start something fresh within his life. 
He's praying. And we don't know how long the gaps are in between his prayers. But Paul is definitely saying, Lord, I need this to be gone from my life. And apparently nothing happens. And maybe that goes on for a month. Maybe that goes on for two months. Maybe it goes on for a whole year. We don't know. But all we know is that then it comes back again. God, I need you to take this thorn out of my side. I don't know whatever struggle it is. I need you to remove this from my life. And for whatever reason, God does not do that. He prays again. He prays again. Lord, please, please, you got to understand this is Paul. And Paul had like mega faith. Paul was like doing all kinds of miracles. He was so well connected to Jesus. So you would think that if Paul were to say something like, God, help me, and thinking that this is something that you would, would be in line with your will, God, take this thing away from me, that God would do it. But what's happening? It's not. God is not taking it away. It seems like Paul is trying to kill something that God, for whatever reason, is trying to keep alive. And it's a really hard and difficult concept to grasp. But if you think about it, we do these kinds of things all the time. We, do, we hold on to stuff that we need to let go of. And we let go of things that we need to hold on to. And part of the problem is that we have to change and, and move our mind to get into a better spot. And what's beautiful about this story with Paul is that as he's praying and then he's realizing that God is not going to do anything, then you see another set of red words in the scripture that you don't see for a while, words of Jesus. And he says this, my grace is enough. My grace is sufficient. So Paul is praying, take this away from me. Why aren't you taking this away from me? Why aren't you changing this in my life? Why aren't you fixing me? I don't understand, blah, 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 blah. And Jesus says, my grace is enough. My grace is sufficient. It's amazing stuff what, what, what God is doing. But I want to offer you this simple idea as we close the rest of this year out. Maybe what we need to do is simply change our minds. Try to get into a different headspace. Paul, for the longest time, thought that this was a curse. Paul thought that this flesh, this thorn in his flesh was the worst thing that could happen to him. And for, for many of us, I mean, even for me, I remember in, in my studies, in our classes, we would debate this. What is it? What is Paul wrestling with? We don't know. We don't know. And there's all kinds of theories. And there's all kinds of ideas. But we've always kind of had the idea that whatever it is, it's not good because Paul doesn't want it. But isn't it crazy that for some reason we are at least led to believe that God is allowing it to happen, and maybe, just maybe, God wants that. God wants him to be challenged just a little bit. Maybe it's to keep him on his toes. Maybe it's to keep him humble. Maybe it's to keep him reminded that he needs God every single day. Who knows? Maybe that thing that you thought was terrible is actually something that God is using to draw you closer to him. And that's not to say that we should go out and do all kinds of bad things. Don't get, don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that sometimes when you're praying and praying, God, would you just help me out? Or God, why would you allow this to happen to me? God, why would you allow this to happen to anybody? You don't know that God can see the big, big picture. And we can't. And my only thing I can say to that is this. When my mom was diagnosed with brain cancer, I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no idea what I was going to do. I tell you guys this all the time, but I'm an unapologetic mama's boy. Still am. 
I love her so much. She was the best. We were so close. And, and some of you guys can relate to this. You know, you have this bond with your dad. But my dad's kind of like, you know, he's, you know, he's from southeast. He's just a tough dude. You know, he's just, he's just, he's not, you know, he's, he's awesome. But my mom was just so filled with love and grace and compassion. I just felt like I could talk to her about anything and everything. And I did. And we shared all the time. And I remember hearing that news. Your mother has a, a brain tumor. And it's growing fast. And actually, when we first found out about her cancer, do you know the doctors told us she had two weeks to live? Two weeks to live. It was terrible. It was the worst thing that our family has ever gone through to this point. It was so hard. And some of you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. For you who've lost someone that you love, it's so, so hard. And I don't know why. I would pray and say, God, why are you allowing this to happen? Why are you allowing this to happen? What am I, what am I doing wrong trying to get into these different, you know, I, I remember being, this is, I say this, you know, to, to, to my shame almost, but, and just to how it, intense I got. But I remember walking around the, the, hosp, the hospice and just praying, this is going to be like the walls of Jericho. I'm going to pray this prayer and then things going to change. But, you know, you're desperate. And you're trying hard. And I meant that prayer with all of my heart. And looking back on it, it seems a little silly. But at the time, I meant it. You know? And I, and I thought God could definitely do it. I mean, I, I, I serve. I try to do as much as I can. God, can't you do me this favor? She was only 60, 61. Can you just give her a few more years? You guys know that when my mom died, it was just two months before our wedding day. It was tough. It was tough. And she was gone, and I had no idea why God allowed that to happen. But even beyond that, I don't know why I, I would think that something would change, because I know sometimes God does change, and sometimes he doesn't. I was in hospitals with many people who lost children, who would give anything for their kid to reach 60 years old. You know what I mean? So you kind of get, I kind of got in this little bit of a pity party, I would say. Just, I don't understand, God, why are you doing this? Why? And to be honest with you guys, to this day, I'm still not exactly sure why. But I can tell you this. Since my mom has passed, my family has drawn so close to each other. And my father and sisters, who oftentimes wrestle with God, have gotten so much closer to Jesus. It's unbelievable. I don't know why God does the things that he does. I don't know why. But I've also been able to take that message and preach at a lot of different places and share with, with I mean, thousands of people, guys. Share this testimony of my mom's faith in the storm, and I've been able to see what God is doing through that. And I start to wonder, man, Lord, you're pretty amazing. Because not only are you working on me, but you're also taking this thing that I thought was so wrong. And, and it is wrong. It's not God's plan. But what the devil means for harm, God can use for good. So I makes, it brings me back to this point. You know, Lord, why aren't you taking this thorn out of my flesh? Lord, why aren't you saving my Lord, why aren't you doing this? Blah, 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 blah. Maybe, just maybe, God is using those things to make us closer to him which at the end of the day 
is the most important thing that he wants from us. So I would offer this to you and ask you. For some of us, we've been so caught up on the things that we want changed in our lives that we're missing the point of what God is trying to do right now in and through us. And it's been affecting our relationships. It's been affecting our families. It's been affecting our finances. It's been affecting all kinds of things. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, those same problems could be used for your good. I wonder tonight if anybody understands that it's not too late to turn some things around. I wonder if maybe somebody here this evening needs to just let go of something that God has been trying to tell you to let go of, but you've been holding on. You've been holding on. You've been holding on to that thorn in your flesh and not even trying to let it go. Some of us have been trying to keep those things alive that God is trying to kill. And I'm just wondering, maybe, maybe for this last little bit of December, maybe we could turn some things around. Only you know what it is. Only you know what God is doing in your life. Only you know the dream and the plan that he's calling you to. And only you know the depths of some of the frustrations that you have with people, with yourselves, with your dreams, with where you want to be and where you are. But maybe, just maybe, it's time to change our mind and say, you know what? This thing that I've been going through is actually making me a better person. It's actually making me stronger. And you know what Paul what Paul did once he realized that? He realized that it was not about him at all. He realized that it was all about Jesus' grace, that it was to hold on to that. And I think that's what Jesus is trying to tell us tonight. Jesus' grace is enough. What kind of answer is that, you know? It's such, a, it's such a, an out of, out left field, out of left field. Lord, can you help me with this? My grace is enough. What? Jesus, could you uh, kind of fix this problem I've been going through? My grace is enough. What? That doesn't even, no, my grace is enough, and you need to know that. That my grace is enough and sufficient. It's all that you need. And what I'm doing in you and what I'm doing through you is not out of control, but I have a plan and a purpose for your life, and his grace is enough. Amen. Wherever life's journey is taking you, we hope you can find a home at Gateway Fellowship. We'd love it if you came to visit sometime. We meet each Saturday afternoon at 5 at the Mrs. John Hopkins Memorial Chapel at Tacoma Academy in Tacoma Park, Maryland. You can learn more and get directions by visiting mygatewayfellowship.com.